Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent Magazine, with your host, Miriam Connor. Hi, this is Miriam. Welcome to the latest episode of Apparently Speaking, where I'll be talking with Dr. Jessica Castingay about eating disorders in children and teens. This episode is sponsored by Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike. For the one in five children who have learning differences and attention deficits, Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their true potential. I want to welcome Dr. Jessica Castingay to the show. Dr. Castingay is an adolescent medicine physician in Akron Children's Hospital's Division of Adolescent Medicine. Dr. Castingay graduated from the West Virginia School of Osteopathic Medicine, and she earned a Master of Public Health degree from The Ohio State University. She completed her pediatrics residency and fellowship in adolescent medicine at Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm very happy to have you. And we were just chatting a little bit before we started recording. And I was like, wait, wait, <laughs> we're saying too much before it's, it's recorded. But um, how this topic, and you know, I, I usually like to, to do kind of like fun and light topics, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And, and this really isn't that kind of a topic, but I think it's really important. And one of the things we were saying is it's kind of underrated, so to speak, that I don't think a lot of people think that eating disorders really affect children and teens as much as adults, or even like you said, that it affects them more than they think. You know, more children and teens are affected by that than they would think. I think eating disorders truly are a disease of adolescence. That's when it starts. That's when we start thinking about how our bodies are shaped, how they work, what we put into them. It's when young people start to have more control over their own diets and exercise. Parents aren't as on top of kids, so to speak. So they have a little more freedom to do these things. Uh, And so we don't think about, oh, they're a picky eater being a bad thing. We don't think about, oh, they want to try vegetarianism as um, a trigger to think there might be some other issues going on. Okay. And that's, yeah, I'm going to have to talk to you, especially about one of those (laughs) in a minute here. You got my, uh, um, so why, give me some things like that parents, maybe, you know, you say it starts in adolescence, but like there are things maybe as young, younger even than that to kind of like warning signs or things to to notice maybe. So there are lots of different types of eating disorders. And so the the triggers or the red flags for a physician are different for each one. Uh, Most people are familiar with anorexia nervosa and bulimia nervosa, but there are some others in between. Uh, For anorexia, we see a lot of risk in patients who are high achievers, always wanting to please other people, straight A students. Perfectionism. Exactly. Yeah. And so that really lends itself toward maybe being perfectionistic about a certain body image. Uh, So we see a lot of those traits in our uh, anorexia patients. Uh, Bulimia tends to be a little bit more the other way. Um, They're a little more scattered. Um, Maybe they disappear right after meals to the bathroom for a little while, and you're not really sure what they're doing in there. Um, They might be a little more impulsive. Um, Sometimes we think about it more like the ADHD-type kid who's all over the place Mm -hmm. and impulsive. And they're actually eating and sometimes eating, maybe binge eating, Mm -hmm. maybe, right? Correct. And then they're, you know, and then, but the anorexic, they're just not right they're they're eating less or less food groups or skipping whole meals okay Mm -hmm. and what would be some causes that you 
what do you think? You know, are there are there kind of like these are some known causes of these? There's no known okay. real cause. Um, the the theory that I think a lot of us go by is it's more of a sort of two hit. You're genetically set up for some sort of mental health because okay. we do know mental mm-hmm. health problems run in families. Um, and that's how that person might display their mental health issue. Uh, and then if you are subjected to the right environment or the right trigger, then you can start showing symptoms. Okay. All right. So um, it's a little bit scary, you know, when you say sure. it that way, because it's not like, hey, do this and don't do this. And, you know, your kid will be fine because some of it we don't really have mm-hmm. control over. Sure. Um, what are what are some things? First of all, when we talk about this, I think a lot of people think it's probably um, typically female. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if that's necessarily the case, right? No, I disagree when people tell mm-hmm. me that they think only girls can have anorexia or bulimia. That's um, definitely um, a disease that knows no bounds. It can be male or female. It can be any ethnicity, any skin color, any sexuality can have okay. an eating disorder. Uh, and definitely more females come to treatment. And okay. I think a lot of that is because... Um, body image is difficult to measure in males. And so while a girl may want to be thinner or um, some of the key phrases I've been hearing lately are things like thigh gap or bikini bridge, you know, we have those terms or those Mm -hmm. ideals put out there in society for women. For men, it's more about being lean and being muscular. And so we think, oh, they're at the gym. They're trying to get cut. Right. (laughs) Right. And we, but we don't know that they also aren't eating anything but protein to get that okay, way. Right. So you have to have, have a good index of suspicion. Yes. You know? Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, what about, how do we determine, you know, what would maybe be kind of like quote unquote normal and what might be leading, or maybe they have some kind of disorder, like you mentioned vegetarianism. So mm-hmm. that was like, I was like, well, cause I am a vegetarian. Sure. Clearly I do not have an eating disorder. Um, but so I'm a vegetarian, mm-hmm. but, um, my daughter, my youngest is seven. And so she has decided, mm-hmm. you know, she's a vegetarian. Obviously it's because, you well, know, sure, you're, that's right, what you right, do right, within right. your family. Right. And my, my other kids aren't. And you know what I mean? And so I just figure it's probably a phase that she's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so we just go with it. I don't make a big deal about it. I'm, I'm assuming one day she'll sure. say, oh, I'm not. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like what would you mention that? So would that ever sure. be? So it's definitely a way to eat that is sustainable and can be very healthy right. for people. Um, but what we find in patients who are restricting and losing weight and then suddenly they want to add that meatless lifestyle or suddenly they're already vegetarian, but now they want to be vegan. A lot of times it's a way for them to remove other food groups from from their okay. eating. Okay. So if it's a family who already has vegetarians in right. or they've been vegetarians since they were a small child, that's not something that's going to okay. raise a red flag to me or should really to right, anybody, anybody else. But if it's a young lady who has lost a lot of weight, who is not eating sweets, who won't eat in front of her family and now right. suddenly proclaims, Okay. No animal products. So now I can, like you said, I can cut out something else Mm -hmm. and it won't even maybe be, it won't really raise an eyebrow maybe. Exactly. Because Mm -hmm. that's not a weird thing. You know what I mean? So And it's actually espoused, you know, in a lot of health magazines and, you know, even the basic Women's Day type magazine, you know, try this vegetarian diet, lose 30 pounds. That that doesn't (laughs) work, but... um. (laughs) 
I'm just here to testify that that doesn't work, but right. Okay. So again, mm-hmm. I think important to look at like the whole picture. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about, um, you know, how, what are, are there do's and don'ts? You know, we all say like, don't say, you know, don't talk about your body in front of your kids. Don't cut mm-hmm. yourself down. You know, we've heard all those sure. things. Like don't say, oh, I'm fat or I look bad in these, you know, in front of your mm-hmm. kids or don't say, you know, you're eating that or, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you hear all these kind of things. Sure. Is the, can those things affect something Absolutely. like this? Absolutely. I think for, for any patient struggling with an eating disorder or body image issues, those sorts of comments can, can be very triggering. Um, I think it's difficult for any one of us to know what someone else's trigger will be. So I think, I think the, the bottom line is to be kind, um, you know, and you should never have to comment or feel you should comment on anybody else's food that's in front of them or, or body shape. Uh, you know, I have three daughters and I talk to them all the time about food is fuel. It's what you need to make your body go and do all the amazing things you want to do. You know, whether it's athletics, whether it's dance, whether it's band, whatever it is, you need to fuel your body the right way. And so I really focus on with the families I work with talking about that. You know, food is your fuel. Food is what you need to be able to do all the things you love to do. So rather than focusing on how much they're eating, wow. Yeah. You must have been busy today. Tell me about what you did. Okay. Or rather than saying, hey, you look great. You must have lost five pounds. Right. That's a beautiful dress. Where did you get it? Don't focus on the weight part of it, Mm -hmm. but just, or you look, you know, you're you're super healthy, or I can see that you're able to, wow, I was watching you on the court, whatever it was. You seem like you're faster. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Like those kind of things, maybe where you're focusing on health and fitness Mm -hmm. rather than rather than the shape, right? Which is what everybody says Mm -hmm. to everybody. You know, it it is true. Like Mm -hmm. if you think about in society, like, why are you? look so good did you lose weight you know and you want to say like girl I look good before you know what I mean (laughs) and so um you know what I mean but it's always that's always the focus it is just weird it's just how society is exactly from a societal standpoint you're taught compliment people be nice to people so this magazine or this this health story said it's better to lose weight or that sort of thing so someone looks like they've lost a little we, we should compliment that but that's not always a healthy thing. You know, if right. if someone has a medical condition that makes them unable to gain weight, that might not be good for them. Right. 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 And I, I kind of wanted to step back a second too, because you talked about like looking at what the person was eating and wow, that's a lot, you know. But I tell my patients too, it's not about what everyone else is eating. It's about what you need. And what a diabetic patient needs to eat is very different than what a celiac patient needs to eat. And it's very different than what someone with an eating disorder or metabolic syndrome needs to eat. So you can't compare, even though society tells us to. Right. You can't. You have to understand you're an individual. And I think that helps a little yeah, bit. it does. Um, for them to understand that their meal plan is different than their friend's. And so as a parent, if you feel like your child is maybe, maybe they are overeating or not making the best choices, it's a touchy, you know, we talked Mm -hmm. about that. Like how, how would you advise parents to just don't say anything? You know what I mean? Let them figure it out. What would you say? You know, it's kind of a slippery slope. Yeah. So I think if a parent is concerned, their child may have an eating disorder, whether it's significantly picky eating or maybe body image related or their self-inducing vomiting or using laxatives. I think it's important to approach the child and ask, you know, how are you feeling about your body? 
you know, how are you feeling about food? Because I've noticed some changes. It's hard not to be accusatory. And as the mom of a 13-year-old, I know it's really hard to say anything without them thinking you're being anything. accusatory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's it's a hard thing. And, you know, especially if you've been going to the doctor regularly for checkups like you should, um, they should have weights. And you can look at those trends with your pediatrician, too, and say, look, should I be worried about this? And we have ways to kind of monitor and measure those things at appointments over time. Okay, right. Without making them feel there's something wrong with them. Right. Like you said, accusatory, like, Mm -hmm. why? What's wrong? Oh, you think I'm fat? I shouldn't eat this. You know, that's Mm -hmm. kind of like the reaction that I think a lot of, like you said, 13-year-olds or so, you know, would would give. Right. (laughs) Or even the opposite way. If, you know, everyone's sitting down and having like a spaghetti dinner and, you know, the teenager has like three pieces of lettuce on her plate. Right, right. You know, That's a good point. It's not always on that end it could mm-hmm. be that end too they're just not not eating enough right and yeah. so you really do need to balance it and focus on the fact that the food is fuel and let them know they need to do it my kids know if you don't eat dinner you don't go to your sports practice because right. you didn't put the fuel in car oh. doesn't run without gas in the tank right so <laughs> i don't know some nights they might be like sounds good to me <laughs> I don't want to go. What about you? You've mentioned a couple of times, and this kind of like piqued my interest. Sure. Um, being a picky eater, and you mm-hmm. kind of associated that with the disorder. I never would have considered that 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 could really be an eating disorder. I would yeah. just think, oh, they're a picky eater. That kid's picky. Yeah. So there's a lot of different sort of I mentioned at the beginning in between yes. the anorexia and the bulimia. Um, and there's a disorder called ARFID, which is Avoidant Restrictive Food Intake Disorder, and it's sort of at its simplest, anorexia nervosa without the body image. So it's a child who has trouble with shapes or textures or colors or or is just a a picky eater. And because they're so picky, they're unable to maintain their weight and they may have malnourished um, their body and have physical symptoms because of it. Okay. So So they're not doing it because they want to be skinny, so to speak, but they're just so picky they don't eat enough, Mm -hmm. get enough nutrients. But the physical changes that happen to the body are the same as if Mm -hmm. they had anorexia. Okay. Oh, right. right, Malnourished. They're just not, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're being malnourished. And I would have to think that, I'm sure I know the answer to this, but I would have to assume that because of all the social media and all this kind of stuff now that they're it may make things worse for someone who may have a trigger to have an eating disorder, you know, because Ooh. they're comparing <laughs> and they're looking and they're seeing, yes. you know, all it's this a Pandora's stuff 24-7. Box. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and my, my teenager sh- for sure is always on her phone and right. we have very strict limits about when she's allowed to do it and what she's allowed to look at. But you can easily search hashtags for anorexia. Um, I'm not going to share many of them here because I don't want to trigger anyone, right. <laughs> um, but there are lots of them and yeah. you can find thinspiration. That's what oh. they call it. Um, anywhere nice. on the internet, on yeah. any social media platform. If you look, it's not hard to find. Um, and it's scary to think that that's at the fingertips of very vulnerable young girls and boys who yes. want to fit in. Right, want and to some be kids the cool maybe kid. thinking I don't look mm-hmm. right, and they're just they look perfectly fine, and they're going through a weird time. You know, that's yeah. a, but right, and then they find something like that, like oh, this is my answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now yeah. I'm going to be skinny or whatever the word is that they feel they should yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, it is scary, and just the comparisons too of seeing all this stuff on social media, you know, and just having mm-hmm. that you know that computer in their hand, and like yeah. you said, can find anything, and they don't they don't 
think it through that, you know, that's not, they don't, they just see the, the right, the present. I mm-hmm. can get this way, maybe, you know, how I want to be. Right. Not thinking about the effects. But if you think about what they see on TV, what they're watching even, not just with social media, mm-hmm. but how many overweight or normal weight actresses and actors are out there. Yeah, yeah and I, I like that you, you said know? normal weight because I feel like normal weight, as we all know, then for the for Hollywood or whatever, mm-hmm. is overweight. Mm-hmm. And so the kids have this you know, this perception that's not right. accurate. Exactly. And that's what they're comparing themselves to. Right. And you're right, on TV, or if it is someone who's quote-unquote overweight, they're kind of like the the brunt of the jokes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're kind of like in that role. Right, or, or they're the... They're the, the joke third character. Wheel. Right, right. Or, they're the funny mm-hmm. one or the third wheel or whatever. Or they're it is. not the cool friend. They're the yeah. friend that the that the skinny girl goes to for advice. Right. Right. You know? right, right. <laughs> so oh, yeah. They're getting off a little, but you're right. And that's that's <laughs> it's frustrating though. Um, so what would be some kind of, you know, I know you said some people are just, you know, you're you're you have that kind of in you to maybe Mm-hmm. be susceptible to those triggers because of maybe your genetics and all that kind mm-hmm. of those things. So what could, if, if you, let's say you know that, like, hey, I know there's mm-hmm. like family history and so I need to watch out for that. What would be kind of like a couple of things where you might say, you know what, mom and dad, you know you have that, there's that possibility mm-hmm. in your family. So you need to really be sure, you know, of these couple of things, do's or don'ts mm-hmm. or both. So I think um, dues include family meals. Try and eat together as much as possible. Those are very protective for children just in general. Um, It provides healthy eating habits. You get to sit down and talk with each other. You you are with your family and can support get support from them. So definitely that. And then the don'ts, I think, would be the things we kind of already mentioned. Like don't focus on what you are or aren't eating, but that food is fuel for your body and it fuels your body to do all kinds of amazing things. And it's not the shape, it's what it can do. I like that. We're going to just take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, and then we'll come back and chat some more about this. For the one in five children who have learning differences like dyslexia and attention deficits like ADHD, Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their potential. Serving students in grades K through 12 from more than 80 communities throughout Northeast Ohio, Lawrence School empowers students who learn differently by accepting and affirming the diverse ways they learn, supporting them through their academic journey, and motivating them to excel beyond what they would believe imaginable. The result of these approaches is that students who previously struggled in the classroom are suddenly engaged, motivated, and confident in their ability to be successful learners. Discover the many ways we are reimagining school at www.lawrenceschool.org or by calling 440-526-0717. Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike. All right, and we are back talking with Dr. Jessica Castingay, and we're talking about eating disorders in children and adolescents. And you said some really good things, had really good information, really good tips. Um, You're welcome, so thank you for being here. Um, Let's say that you think that you know, you're a parent and you think there might be an issue. You know, I'm kind of, mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe there's something here. You know, you, you obviously, like you said earlier, look at the whole picture mm-hmm. and, you know, you don't have to be extreme about it, but you kind of think, yeah, I think there could be some kind of issue. What should a parent do? So I think kind of observing, seeing what's going on, thinking about the situation. Is there a new stressor that's going on? 
Um, is there a recent breakup with a significant other? You know, those sorts of things can sometimes make us lose our appetite, make us change our appetite. Some people, when they're depressed, they eat more. Mm. You know, so is the eating change more related to a, a recent okay, stressor? Okay, then we don't need to, like, panic. We can mm-hmm. just kind of watch and probably we'll go back to mm-hmm. normal once they're, you know, if mm-hmm. it was a breakup or something, you know, once right. they're feeling better about it. Yeah, if there's some on. inciting event, yes, just watch, monitor. Okay. Um, if it's something you're noticing that's happening, if your son or daughter starts met- talking about, I'm more tired, I'm cold all the time, I'm constipated, I have heartburn. You know, all those things are symptoms that we're not fueling our body the right way. Um, If young women start to lose their periods, that's another sign that they're not getting enough um, nutrition into their system. So those are all things that put together with a change in eating pattern should trigger a parent to talk to their doctor. Okay, so that's what you would just suggest first, just talking to your doctor and go from there. I think because there's yeah. a lot of medical things that can cause weight loss as well, yes. right? So we don't want to assume a patient has anorexia nervosa with weight loss and those symptoms we were talking about if really they have inflammatory bowel disease or something else. And so one of the things we do at our office when we see new patients is do lab work to rule out all those things so that we know we're not missing something else. So starting with the pediatrician to get a little bit of history, a little bit of blood work or lab work if needed. Um, And then if they're still not sure and the pediatrician still might have that red flag up thinking, hmm, could this be an eating disorder? Call uh, an adolescent medicine specialist who deals with eating disorders, such as our such as our office. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think um, this is sometimes could be? I know there there's more to it than one thing. You know, as you mm-hmm. talked about, but sometimes maybe like a a, a way to have control. You know, is that that's linked yeah. to this, right? Absolutely. Okay. I think for a lot of patients who do have eating disorders, they flare or they get bad around times when the young man or woman feels like they have little control. Uh, so in times of change, um, times of stress, we see a lot of struggles with young men and women at the beginning of the school year or when they first go away to college. Um Middle school as well, I shouldn't just say high school and college, but um, we see a lot of struggles um, with changes in family status. So parents get divorced or remarried or that sort of a situation. So in times of stress, when these kids feel out of control, what they eat, what they prepare for food and what they put in their mouth is something they can control. Okay. So that's Mm -hmm. something to look out for too. Mm -hmm. If you're if you're experiencing one of those maybe big life, you mm-hmm. know, stressors or something, doesn't mean, first of all, that that's oh, going no. to happen by any means. But it, you just, if you notice mm-hmm. some of those symptoms you talked about and it's combined with that, mm-hmm. it could be their way of trying to control something. Right. To feel said. like they have a little bit yeah. of a handle. Right, right. And mm-hmm. they're not realizing that's what they're doing, but no. it's, that's what they're doing. And I think that's an important point. You know, I think a lot of times this starts out as I'm a little sad. I lose my appetite. I lose a few pounds. Oh, I've gotten some compliments. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep doing this. And then it spirals. And it doesn't start out as anything bad, right? It starts out as I want to be a little bit healthier or, you know, I'm down a little bit. And then it just spirals out of control. And the more weight you lose, the harder it is for your brain to realize, wait, this isn't right. Okay. And so... It gets harder yeah. and harder to break the habit you've started. Yeah. And you mentioned like those compliments. And and if someone, a child or an adolescent, to be healthy, mm-hmm. like we talked about, 
if if that's a good thing that they lose a few pounds, you know, to be healthy, mm-hmm. um, then that's fine. We're not saying that. But like you said, once the compliments, because as we mentioned, you know, society mm-hmm. kind of focuses on that. So, and that can become addictive. Absolutely. You know, so it's like, oh, everywhere I go, you know, people are telling me how fabulous I look and, you know, mm-hmm. th- this this does look good on me or this, you know, people right. keep saying it. So you, you don't want to, you know, I would imagine, you know, the kids, especially because just where their minds are, you know, they don't want to lose mm-hmm. that. You know, it feels so good and it's addictive. So. Right. And I think that that goes along with athletics too. Yes. You know, you have kids who come in and they start a season and they're not quite conditioned yet and they go through preseason and they lose a few pounds and maybe they shave a few seconds off of their running time or maybe, you know, they're a little bit stronger with their throws in track or, or something of that nature, right? Maybe their kicks are stronger when they're shooting on goal in soccer and they're like, hmm, I just lost five pounds and I'm better. I'm a better okay. athlete. So what happens if I lose five more? Exactly. Okay, yep. You read my NBA mind. Now. <laughs> right. But eventually okay. you find there's a tipping point yeah. and it's not helpful anymore. Oh, it actually yeah. starts to take away from their performance. But if you think about the mind of an adolescent, it's all or nothing. That's right. Right. Yep. And they don't look to that. It's the future or whatever mm-hmm. it is just right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This made me better. So I'm going to do more of this. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What about um, kind of one of the things? So I had someone at, talk to me and ask me about, they said, you know, I think my kid is just like obsessed with the food. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, he just talks about it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's all he talks about. You know what I mean? What, what's the next meal? What are we, you know, at breakfast, it's like, what are we going to do for dinner? You know, that kind of thing, you know, and that, um, and just talking about it. And then just kind of like when they get to eat, you know, seems like this has, they haven't had a meal in days. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though they have, and then they're just, again, talking about the night, you know, after dinner, they're talking about breakfast. And is that, yeah. is that something to be concerned about? Or is that like a, a phase or just like, Hey, your kid, like enjoys food. food. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it's hard to say just based on yeah. that because I know and I don't think our di- our dietitian would care about me saying this, but she gets up in the morning and eats breakfast and she's already planning what she's going to have yeah. for dinner at night because dinner's her favorite meal of the uh-huh. day. You know, so it may be something of that nature, okay. right? Like, hey, I just really want to have yeah. my day planned and yeah. know what's coming because I don't, if I'm hungry at five, I want to know what I'm cooking. Yeah, I don't want to have to worry just about it. know that. Like they mm-hmm. want to know their, like you said, like they're, that they're planners and like, mm-hmm. I just want to know. And yep. It makes But if this is tied in with, you know, I only want to eat certain foods or no, mom, we can't have that or no, I don't want that or only if you cook it this way, that's when I might be a little more concerned about something like that. if it's just in general, like they just seem to, they just... Or maybe there'll be a chef or something. Yeah. They just really like, hey, mom, I saw this awesome thing yeah. on Chopped. Like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> so not to worry about something like that unless it's combined with some other things mm-hmm. in general. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because, yeah, she was like, he just, like, you know, talks about it. I'm like, well, I don't think that's, yeah. you know, like, super weird or anything. They mm-hmm. just, yeah, so they like it. I think one thing we didn't talk about mm-hmm. that I wanted to bring yeah. up today, too, um, is this idea of clean and healthy eating. And uh, I'm doing air quotes yeah. here because y'all can't see them. Um, but I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with with healthy eating. And then there's this term out there, orthorexia, which kind of goes along with clean eating. And it's not, again, bad. But if it gets to a point where a person's not able to fuel their body, they're losing weight, they're losing muscle mass, then it's a significant problem. And it's a problem because it can affect how their body functions. Um, So clean eating, again, it's not bad, but you got to get the right balance in. And so as you mentioned earlier, a lot of kids just kind of go with it. They, they, they don't, they're like, oh, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. Yeah. So these, 
these young ladies and young men are reading on the internet about, you know, cutting out refined flour and cutting out this and cutting out that, but they don't know how to do it in a balanced manner. Oh, yeah, because they're just trying to do it on their own, kind mm-hmm. of, and maybe the the parent doesn't realize, or they just think like, oh, well, that sounds good. Yeah. You want to eat clean. Like, mm-hmm. okay, What's, you know, cutting out the junk ra- food. Yeah. <laughs> what could be bad What's about clean eating? Yeah. And, yeah. and again, nothing inherently wrong. It's just if you're not doing it in a healthy manner that supports your activity level. Right. Okay, right. So, fueling. Again, back to back fueling to the fuel. and making mm-hmm. sure you're getting the nutrients. You right. want to do clean eating, great, but make sure you're getting mm-hmm. the nutrients that you need and that it's fueling right. you enough. And so I think one thing for parents to think about, if your kid comes to you and says, I want to be a vegetarian, I want to be a clean eater, but you don't have the sense that there's any body image or that sort of thing, it's still a great idea to have them see a dietitian. Registered dietitians can go through and see what foods they do like and what foods they're willing to eat and really help them make sure they're getting the right balance. That's a great tip. Yeah, just like, okay, you can do this, but mm-hmm. let's make sure you do it the right way. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yes, that was, yeah, that's a good tip. I like that a lot. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on because I think, and you know, you had a way of making a topic that is not funny, but you still made it enjoyable. I don't want this to sound weird, but you know what I mean? Light and enjoyable to talk about and not like a shameful thing either or like this heavy, you know, thing. And you really turned it to something that like, hey, you know, this is out there, first of all. And Mm -hmm. this is why we did the show. We want you to be aware. We want you to know things to look for. And if if your child is struggling with that, it doesn't mean this is – you know, going to define them or that's the end of their, you know, they can, they can get help. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so if somebody wants to contact you, if a listener Mm -hmm. wants to contact you or just has questions or anything like that, how can they do that? Well, we have an awesome case coordinator at our office. Her name is Danielle and you can reach her at 330-543-8538. That's the number to the Adolescent Health Center at Akron Children's. And she'll get some information from anyone who calls and um, schedule them if we feel like they meet criteria to come in and see us. All right. Well, yeah. thank you so much. I, I learned a lot. And I think, thank like you. I said, I yeah. think it, there were a lot of helpful tips and just, you know, things to look for and things not to worry about either. Even, you know, yeah. you kind of stress that part, too, like not going crazy if there's no reason to. So I definitely want to um, thank you again for being You're here. Welcome. Enjoyed yeah. having you. This episode has been sponsored by Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike. For the one in five children who have learning differences and attention deficits, Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their true potential. Discover more at lawrenceschool.org. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Find the podcast and much more at northeastohioparent.com. Like Apparently Speaking on Facebook and email any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you'd like to be considered to be part of a future parent panel to podcast at northeastohioparent.com.